conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Hey everyone, welcome to Geekdom is Back. I'm your host, Deanna Chapman, and today I'm joined by Katie Schaefer to talk about America Chavez, Made in the USA. This is a five-issue series. It's a great introduction to the character, I think, if you haven't read anything that America Chavez has been in. And Katie, thank you for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. I always love to talk comics with you. And this one was not as weird as the last couple we talked about, <laughs> but uh, still a lot of fun. Yeah, it was one of those comics where I wasn't super familiar with the character. So it's not like us reading Batman, which is a lot of what we've talked about recently. Right. And I don't really know any of the names on this creative team either. So we have Kalinda Vasquez as the writer, Carlos Gomez on art, Jesus Abertov on colors and this is the only name i recognize because there aren't that many letters <laughs> but vcs travis lanham on letters and you know i think it's great that marvel is branching out and getting creators that fit the stories they're trying to tell because i think you and i can both agree on the fact that a lot of white dudes have written stories that they didn't need to be writing <laughs> Some of them do a great job, though, like Greg Rucka's Batwoman. Fantastic. Yes, yes. Good it, stuff. It doesn't mean you're going to be bad. It just means that it's going to be a lot more challenging for you to write an authentic feeling story. Mm -hmm. And I will say this one definitely captures an authentic feel. Like, you believe that these characters and the dialogue and everything feels very natural, mm -hmm. which is often something that can suffer in comics when you're doing this kind of uh, at least somewhat of a normal family interacting with superhero type thing. Yeah. So these five issues give us America's origin story. And I didn't know what to expect going into this. I know we just kind of looked at the different America Chavez comics because of the Doctor Strange movie coming up and the character's appearance in that. And we just kind of picked, you know, the five issue one because it was five issues and that makes our lives easier as we are both very busy. It's the most recent, I think, that's been published and yeah, it looked pretty good. Yeah, I really like the art in this. I like the colors. You have Kate Bishop in this too, which is, you know, always fun. Have you read the Kate Bishop Hawkeye comics? No, not yet. It's on my list. I am, I'm really excited to read that one. And what I have heard about um, the character of America Chavez that's in Doctor Strange, this had some kind of interplay with their description of hers or their characterization of her in the MCU. So, Right. And LGBTQ character. Yeah. Brazenly queer, <laughs> which is something that you do not get in comics. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't actually get a lot of that in this series. You have, you know, this person coming up to America asking questions about her relationship. And then we see Ramon pop up. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. And everything kind of just falls into place. And it's not something that they make a big deal about after that moment. It's like they have a couple scenes together, if you will. And it's not like this whole thing just becomes about that. It is very much about her 
sort of finding out the truth about her origins and all of these yeah. memories come flooding back over time and we get flashbacks and you find out that America has, well, spoiler warning here, I guess I should say first, because this is recent. Yes. And my understanding is that um, previous to this, she had a whole different style of origin story, a very cosmic style origin story. And this is uh, refutation and examination of that. And it's. Yes. So we find out she has a sister. And the sister is just like going through all of this stuff and talking about their moms. So again, very LGBTQ in this, which I think upsets a lot of people on the internet, mostly white men. (laughs) And I I personally have enjoyed getting to see what Marvel has done. I want to say since around 2015, which was kind of when I started getting into comics and reading Marvel Unlimited, and you see how they've made characters like Miss Marvel and America Chavez popular, and bringing them into the MCU is just going to make them more well-known, because if I'm not mistaken, the MCU doesn't really drive comic book sales, necessarily. It's like very much people get into the movies for the movies. They don't then go and get into the comics necessarily, which is fine. I would imagine it's a small percentage of folks who make that leap. Yeah. And that's, uh, hey, at least we get a small percentage. I'll take anything to keep the comics industry going. (laughs) Right. So it's not like Miss Marvel and America Chavez are going to start selling comics at a, you know, much, much higher clip than they have been. But I think these are characters that will just become more well-known in the Marvel lore in general, which is great because not everything is about Spider-Man or Iron Man or Thor. A lot is about Thor right now because of the trailer coming out recently. Right. But with America Chavez, they have a chance to represent this very underrepresented group just in general, not necessarily just in comics. And to get the creative team that they got for this, I think it just made it flow so much better. Like nothing felt forced. And one of the things I loved about this was that they did not translate the Spanish for you. Yes. Yep. That just feels it makes it feel more more realistic. Like I didn't I didn't need the translation. It's not like they were having a whole like paragraphs of dialogue. No, they were doing the whole mostly speak in English, but then say certain words in Spanish because those words just come more naturally to them, which... Right, so you can pick it up from context clues what it means. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like when she said something about the trash, I was like, I know what that word is. Yes. (laughs) It's trash. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So that really makes it so much more enjoyable to read because it doesn't feel stilted Mm -hmm. or like it's just a... Like they've painted over... a white people with you know and they don't have their own like latin personality and that kind of thing it feels like oh i'm looking at something authentic and that is great because it's often so rare in comic books not as much anymore obviously but for a long time (laughs) and the family dynamic that she has with the santanas throughout this in both the flashbacks and the present day i think it was very realistic because I grew up in Southern California. There are a lot of families like this there, you know, as there are Mm -hmm. in New York, which is where she ends up going. And 
they are huge on family, you know, unless yeah, for some reason things happen and they aren't. But for the most part, that's part of the culture. It's just, you know, this big family culture. And they show that perfectly here because it's not necessarily saying it's a functional family. <laughs> right. Right. It's, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of understandable family conflict mm-hmm. that might be about, you know, America being a superhero, but it's, you know, the mom being upset because she's putting the family at risk and she's putting herself at risk and all of that. Like that is so well played because it's not over the top. It's very understandable and it can also you could see how if she wasn't a superhero, she could be doing something else and the mom would be just as upset about that. Right. Exactly. One of the things I wanted to ask you about this series, though, is how did you feel about the Spider-Man appearances in this? I was fine with it. It wasn't, like, super necessary. It's New York. Yes, yes. But it's not (laughs) like he necessarily... It's not that he didn't add anything, but his character doesn't necessarily do anything to move the story forward. Right. He's just kind of there, and she kind of gets to know him a little bit. And it seems like they've met before. I haven't read much of the comics about her previous to this same but they don't know each other very well and i like to see that camaraderie especially when you have you know a big character just kind of dipping in like wolverine does a lot spider-man works really well for that because he can come in have a few quips and move right along and it's <laughs> you know he he's not mr fantastic coming in to take over everything <laughs> it's right it really works for him and i think it worked well in this instance but If it hadn't been there, I wouldn't have missed him, necessarily. And in the first issue, you see when, you know, they're going through sort of that force field thing. And she's like, I'll try to find whatever is generating this thing and shut it down. You, and then she pauses, like she doesn't know what to tell him to do. Because, you know, she's not like a team leader or anything like that. And he's just like, handle the evac on it. And it's... Like, they can both learn from each other because Spider-Man has spent plenty of time with the Avengers. And, you know, I don't know what exact version of Spider-Man this is because I'm a little behind on the comics. But it really feels like he's just kind of there to support and compliment her. Not like literally hand her compliments, but you know what I mean? (laughs) And Right. He's there to help her out and not take center stage. And later he's even like... I, f- I forget what exact name he calls her or something. But he's like, you said I could call you that, right? Is that fine? And, you know, he's just kind of like learning about her just as much as she's learning about him. But she's so focused that hers is a little more blunt, which <laughs> I personally enjoyed. <laughs> yes, I liked I liked the interplay between the two of them because it's a little different than it's unique. And superheroes relationships with each other and especially this kind of thing where it's a lesser known superhero interacting with like one of the biggest superheroes in Marvel comics I love to see how they play off each other Mm -hmm. especially Spider-Man and Wolverine because they are both so great at complimenting like you said the other the other character and allowing us to learn more about them as they learn more about them and not then bowl over them and make the story all about them. What did you think of the sister reveal? Because I didn't know anything about this character, I thought it worked fairly well. But if you have read some of the previous stuff that America Chavez has been in, I'd be curious to know how that plays out for someone who's done that and kept up with the other titles she's been in. But 
it makes sense given the context of it, because if this person had just walked up to America and been like, I'm your sister, it's like, okay, whatever. Instead, she goes through all this trouble (laughs) to get her attention. And America still doesn't want to hear it. So she has to jump through all of these additional hoops and show her all the children and basically show her everything that she's been doing and try to convince her that it is the right thing. And then you kind of see everything clicking with America when her sister then goes through the star portal that she opens. <laughs> like Yeah, the dimensional portal is what I yeah. assume it is. Yeah. And she's like, uh-oh. And now she has to find her. So I liked how this left off, too. It was like she was starting this new chapter almost. Like she was mm-hmm. reuniting with the Santanas. Obviously, things kind of went their separate ways with Ramon because of the whole distance thing. Because at the beginning, I'm pretty sure she's on the West Coast because she's with yes. Kate. Yep. She was part of the, the West, West Coast, Coast Avengers. Avengers. Right. Yes. And then you know, this family is back in New York. It seems like not a lot of people know a lot about America as far as the heroes go, because you could see Kate didn't really know everything, neither did Ramon. And yes, like no, nobody knew about it. I'd have, I did read a little bit of background info about her. And yes, like her previous story that she'd only ever told anyone was that, you know, her moms were superheroes who died saving their planet i think it is dimension maybe yeah the the utopian utopian parallel yes the utopian parallel they die trying to save it but it uh it's a different reality yes (laughs) there's a lot of things happening with portals and realities and parallels so much much. i do wish Um, they would have explained that a little better because it was still kind of confusing because even though we do see the mm -hmm. utopian parallel it's like where is this kind of thing and i think you probably need more than five issues to cover all that ground because they were doing so much character work with america but overall i liked this it was fun Oh, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I was wondering because I always wonder about these like five and six issue ones. I'm like, how are you going to cram a satisfying story into this? Like, usually you need at least 12. And this one doesn't waste a single frame. It does such a great job. It really doesn't. And, you know, with stuff this short, I have that same concern that you do. And they really have to pack it all in because this is very clearly just one part of America's story. They're not trying to tell you every mm-hmm. single detail. It's like, okay, here's how she got here. Here's the family dynamic on both sides, you know, her adoptive family and her real family. We get both of those things. And you have this sort of struggle with her powers, too. Her powers are fritzing out on her. Yep, yeah, which because of the disease that she has, yes. which is just like so layered. Yeah. The croissant roll of a story. (laughs) But it's paced really well for five issues. You know, like you said, they don't waste any time. They really just jump into it because you have that opening scene with the (laughs) the giant moles. Mole. Yeah. Yep. Giant moles. (laughs) Yeah. So many moles. And then there's like rats in New York instead of moles. And she's like, (laughs) of course. (laughs) But a little thing. So they even like managed to fit in little jokes like that in there. 
which, you know, aside from Spider-Man always having jokes, was nice to see. And it's just hit after hit with these five issues. It's like, all right, we're going to start with this big, massive fight. And she's with Kate Bishop. Mm -hmm. We have this reporter person asking her a bunch of questions in the midst of the fight. Her powers fritz out. It's like that all happens within the first issue. And you're just like, okay, we're, we're running with this. And I think stuff like this, and especially 12 issue stuff, I really love 12 issue stuff like Tom King's Mr. Miracle. And you have some other stuff, particularly from DC. I think DC has been doing that a lot more than Marvel as of late, where they'll just let creators go put out a 12 issue thing. And, you know, maybe half the time it's coming out on DC Black Label. So it's not messing with continuity. Right. It's just here you go. Have fun. You know, I don't actually know what the state of Marvel's imprints are right now. I don't think they have any anymore. Because like I previously read and loved Jessica Jones alias, which was on the Marvel Max imprint. And you had Marvel Knights at one point, which, you know, released Daredevil, and I think Punisher. And, you know, it's some of their darker characters and titles. But I don't think they've had an imprint for quite some time now. I cannot name a single Marvel thing that hasn't just been part of continuity as of late i think it's only like the kids stuff is what i can remember yeah like the stuff that comes out through idw like marvel action or whatever they do have yes that whole line going and they have well dc has a bunch of ya stuff that i think comes out via penguin random house now maybe but Mm -hmm. i think as far as imprints go marvel was just like no we'll just let idw release some star wars and marvel stuff and yeah That's kind of their version of that, I guess. But it's, again, it's in the opposite direction. It's not the more adult stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's the tame. Yeah, it seems like they've kind of eased up on that stuff because we're not seeing anything like, you know, when they did the Stephen King stuff either. Narrowed their focus that I've seen. I haven't been, I mean, and part of it is the last two and a half years, nobody's taking a risk on this kind of stuff anymore. So they've. Everybody is slimmed down because, you know, supply chain issues, a pandemic, people not going to the comic store, all of that stuff. I haven't been in long enough and looked at the new comics to say, but I I feel like there's definitely not as much of variety in regards to the more adult adult themes Mm -hmm. in Marvel than there is in DC. Like in DC, there's just chock full of it, you know, and it hasn't always been that way. I think a lot of their characters lend themselves to that a little more because you have things like oh, yeah. Constantine, Batman, Preacher, you have Swamp Thing, you have all of these very dark characters by nature. And, you know, it's not like Superman is getting DC Black Label stuff because it's Superman. No, no, that would be, I would read that actually. <laughs> so I'd would be I. interested. But as long as Zack Snyder wasn't involved, it would have to be like Red Sun or something again. Yeah, we've gotten a little off track, but, you know, this is only five issues. There's only so much we can say. And I think we've kind of spoiled pretty much everything at this point, with the exception of like what exactly her and the Santanas went through. But I had fun with this. I am all for short titles to read. I say this as someone who started reading Nightwing from issue one from the (laughs) 2016 run. 
So that's the the recent run, and it's like 90. They're on issue 95 or something, and I'm, I think I'm on issue 21 or 23 right now. Hey, I'm still working my way through X-Men, so I, I feel you. I, too, am like, I love these short issues, but I will also just read X-Men for days and days. See, you are tackling the much harder one, because I just started with the most recent run of Nightwing after having done the Dick Grayson episode for this. And I was like, okay, I'll revisit some of the Rebirth stuff because I had started reading when Rebirth launched. I bought like almost every single one shot to see like which titles and which creative teams I was going to like. And then I read some of the Batman, some of Detective, some of Nightwing, and I think a couple others. But for the most part, I (laughs) haven't been keeping up. And, you know, X-Men is a lot. We're going to have to talk about that at some point point either for the podcast or not because I have questions on where to start (laughs) I've read lots of X-Men and this newest series is very fascinating (laughs) oh yeah I did start some of that a while back but back to America Chavez Mm -hmm. let's talk a little about what we think of the character being in Doctor Strange so excited for it like really over the moon happy to see and Really looking forward to see how they uh, incorporate her character into the story. Yeah. Because there's a lot of scope there, especially, I mean, you don't see much of it in in this comic, but the, the, the dimensional punching is obviously going to play a big part in this. In this, it's stomping, not punching. But yes, there is that difference. And we've obviously only seen her in the trailer so far. You you and I did not see this movie early or anything, just to preface that for everyone. But I'll be very curious to see if she appears because of something Doctor Strange does. And she just comes through a portal herself. I know we do see her like making portals. And you have the whole utopian parallel thing i don't know if they plan to introduce that or if it's just going to be we don't know where she came from because we're too busy trying to fix everything (laughs) or if it's really going to be set up for her character because as far as i know and i've been editing so many podcasts lately that i have not kept up with as much superhero news as i normally do but i don't think there's been any America Chavez specific shows or movies announced. So I don't know if it's going to be set up for something in particular, or if she'll be part of a new team, or what because I feel like Doctor Strange is really going to be the point in the MCU where they can kind of go forward however they want. We do know stuff has been announced, but like, you know, Blade could come in in any number of different ways. We do have a little thing from Blade already. But he has been cast and the film is made and the film is being made. Right. And he was in like the his voice was in the Eternals post credit scene. Yeah. I think there's a lot of scope for her in Doctor Strange. And I agree. They are definitely going to be able to use this Doctor Strange film as something that can go in any direction they want. Yeah. And it's Sam Raimi. That's the other aspect of this. Yep. You and I are fans. Yes, yes, exactly. And you never know what Sam Raimi is going to do. And he's got plenty of experience in the superhero world. So 
I'm hoping that they let this go weird, just super weird. And I did, from what I did read, because um, I, I skimmed through a little bit of a couple of issues, like in the very beginning from her first appearances. Okay. And Mona, she is on a team with, um, I believe it's an Ultimates team with uh, Monica Rambeau. Okay. Who else made an appearance? Uh, T'Challa makes an appearance. Captain Marvel is on it. And a couple of other people who I wasn't familiar with. So she could make future appearances in, like, the Marvels. Right, exactly. I think she probably is going to make an appearance in the Marvels, but... They could set up the Ultimates if they wanted. They could do so many things. I know we have quite a few movies announced already, but I think... Marvel has such big plans. It's it's always hard mm-hmm. to know unless you really, really dive in. Like there are plenty of YouTubers like new rock stars who will make so many predictions. And, you know, they're not always right either, but they go so deep into it that you're like, yeah, I could see Marvel doing that. You know, it, it could go either way. Yeah. And I mean, like when we talked about when we talked about Loki, like Kang Conqueror has been introduced. So there's a whole lot of <laughs> yeah. just... Crazy stuff that could be happening. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm really excited to see what they do with her character because I think there's a little, like so many interesting things you could do with it. Yeah. Well, Katie, shall we move on to recommendations? Yes, we shall. I want to recommend another very short little series. It's five issues as well. It's from 2015 and it's the A-Force run, which is a whole lot of the female characters in the Marvel Universe, if you will. And this one takes place right around the time of Secret Wars. So I think there's a little bit of a tie in there, but you can read this on its own and it's totally fine. But you have G. Willow Wilson, Marguerite Bennett, Jorge Molina on this, and it is a fun little time. And again, five issues just like this. So it really won't take you long to read it all. As we were talking a little bit about X-Men, I'm going to recommend Grant Morrison's new X-Men, particularly uh, the Dark Phoenix saga that he tells, okay. which is, starts around issue 128. So sometime between 2002, 2003. And it has some really beautiful illustrations. The pencils were done by Igor Cordy, and it is just a really interesting adaptation or like the next step in the Phoenix saga, if you will. And I love Jean Grey and I loved watching this one or her develop in this story. Mm -hmm. It's one that this is after her and Scott have been divorced and he has now remarried Emma Frost and they're running the, um, the school together. And Jean is still like friends with them, but Professor Xavier is gone on like Genosha or something. So it's it's very different than the first one. And, and you know, it's not Claremont, but I think it's still very good and worthwhile. Yeah. Well, as you know, I have some work to do in the X Men department. So one of these days, one of these days. You'll get to it. Yeah. But Katie, thank you so much for joining me to talk. America Chavez and more as you and I tend to do. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me. 